So, this is part two. Um, if you haven't listened to part one yet, do so and come back and listen to this bad boy conversation. Good. churn it out day in day out but it's just like did that joke get any better mm. did people laugh every time do you know, do you know what I mean it's, to me that's the essence of all and if you're doing X amount of gigs a day, mm. as I know certain a lot of people did do at the mm. Edinburgh Fringe Festival and God mm. bless them for doing it where's the time for reflection yeah I always think you have to think about some of your stuff sometimes like when you Sometimes, depending on where the gig is or whatever, sometimes I kind of like, you want to go home and you just want to think, on the way home, you want to think, especially if it's like a new joke, you're just like, you're not going to think about the material. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, and sometimes you can and you can't do that, but you're just in that thing, because there's like a million things going on. I, from my Edinburgh experience, I've also kind of learned to not get married to the material too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you know what? So when I did, um, when I did Triple A, like the good thing about Triple A was it got me out of some bad habits. Yeah. And um, and my, I got into this thing early, like, so like, I don't know, a few years in, I started to get quite nervous doing comedy work physically and like mm. shaking. Really? Just, yeah, just having like, just kind of getting like stage fright <laughs> on stage, yeah. do you know what I mean? But, but also like, but also like really enjoying doing comedy, but then like battling my body whilst on stage. And so I got into this habit of like, I found that I would sometimes shake. And mm. so if you're holding the microphone and you're shaking, your hand is shaking, yeah. the audience can see it. And, and if you can see, if the audience can sense that something's not quite right, yeah. then it's all good. So I'd leave the microphone in the stand, which I quite like doing. Yeah. But then... Sometimes if you're doing a five minute set, that's fine. If you're doing 10 minutes, that's fine. But if you're doing like 15 or 20 minutes, you standing in one spot is quite, it's boring yeah. for the audience and for you. So it's like, I think I was doing like 15 or two, I think I was doing 20 minutes of Triple A. So that was like every day within 20, by the end of it, I would just take the microphone. I got, I kind of got my confidence in myself to just be like, yeah. Come on. So after about ten days of doing the same thing at AAA and like writing new jokes and just messing about, also just like I'm gonna take the mic out of the stage. Yeah. You know, I can't do this. So it's like Edinburgh's kind of good for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have like the closeness of lots of gigs to be able to do it. Like if yeah. you do, like, depending on where you do like open mic night, sometimes you might be just doing two or three nights a week, and then there might be a gap for two there, and you're like, ah. Oh. And you kind of you can stay in bad habits. But yeah. If you can. So yeah, it's you know. I think, what was the question? Yeah, where's the festival going? I think the festival for New York stay yeah. for eight, like it's, it's ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Like, Edinburgh is a city, like in terms of like, I don't know who's making money, like in terms of like, where all that money from the festival is going, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, is it actually going to the city? I don't, do you know what I mean? Or like, like who's doing well? Private landlords. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. There's like people who, like you meet people along the way and who are from Edinburgh and they turn around and say, oh, my daughter's moved in with me for a month because she's rented out her flat. Yeah. And like, so there's people out there who are making mad amounts of cash. So if you're coming to Edinburgh for a month and you're, t- if you work full time, that's your, that's like, you might be taking annual leave. If you live at home, maybe you can afford to do it for a bit. Do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. saying if you live at home, you're, yeah. you're living a good life, but do you know what I mean? It's, but 
it's easier, isn't it? It's, it's easier in a way. I'm someone who I do live at home. Yeah. So, so it is. Yeah. But you're an adult, but you still have money. You still yeah. have built like your yeah. own yeah. expenses. Do you know what I mean? And then there's people who don't live at home, and so if you live in London, you're paying. You're you're paying. You're paying two rents for one month. You're paying a ridiculous price for a flat in Edinburgh, which is might not be like great accommodation. Yeah. You've got you're paying on your on your flat or whatever in London. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's so much money's being spent on this thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it will still. I think it will still. I think there are still enough people to come in mm. at the bottom. Yeah. To basically. There's loads, it's like a bit like a pyramid scheme, I suppose. There's of loads of people is. in at the bottom who will keep throwing money at this because Edinburgh is the They thing. feel like they have yeah, to do it, yeah. It's still talked about in a way where I, I see acts who, who I've started with who who maybe did go up, went up to Edinburgh once and then have done really well with not doing an hour show. Mm. Or have done an hour show, like I've done an hour show. I don't plan to go back anytime soon. I, because I don't really need to, you know yeah. what I mean? It's that yeah. thing. So it's just like, I went in there, I used it for what I needed it for, and then I left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would I like to go back and do another round show? Maybe, but it's not, to me, it's not the be all and end all no. of what I would like to do with myself. You okay. Know what I mean? Where, what would you like to do with yourself? Just. <laughs> I'm a lion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what would I like to do? I don't, I don't really know. Write comedy, do my own comedy, write TV. Yeah. I wrote a play last year. I'd rather take a play to Edinburgh. Yeah. Not, do you know what I mean? Not from not acting it, but I'd rather just take a play. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, what was the experience like? How did you get into playwriting? I did, um, of course, Soho Theatre's Writers Lab. One of uh, I'm yeah. doing their comedy lab starting nice next week. Nice one. Good yes. One. Good one. They're like, it's really good. Such a nice little sort of pub. Yeah. Good, good place, yeah. So you did the you did the writer's lab? Did the writer's lab there, wrote a play sort of over a year and yeah it's alright. I don't know if it works as a play, but I've written it. It just it needs more work. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's a start. So yeah, more I'm like I'd like to write more. Yeah. Like write more, kind of perform how like perform if and when I want. Maybe I'd like to, sometimes I like the idea of like writing one more show to perform, like for Edinburgh, not necessarily for Edinburgh, that, but that style of yeah. like, comedy show, but I, just, I always like the idea of just doing an hour of stand-up, yeah. and not like a an hour of stand-up that's got a narrative to it, mm. I just think, I mean that's one of the things that's... Edinburgh wants, is it? Edinburgh wants, yeah. but then that's the, that's, yeah, which is annoying really because then sometimes people are shoehorning in all sorts of things just to have that kind of that emotional yeah. that emotional crux where yeah. the audience is silent yeah, because their dad's like, dying yeah, it's just like because the cat didn't come back one summer and that was it and then the cat came back two years later a different colour but it's pretty short it was the cat <laughs> you know what I mean just like what the fuck and then so, they yeah. do the bucket speech because everyone's happy yeah, and they love it's really ridiculous because then like a couple of years ago when I, when I was doing my show, I saw, I think it was my show all the year before, but like I saw Michelle Wolf doing, like her doing it, and you're like, this is an American, like I think Michael Che was there as well, he's like, America's just doing an hour of just stand-up, Yeah. and it's really nice, and they, they're like allowed to, Yeah. because they're like, what is this fucking narrative, and we just tell it, just tell a joke, Yeah. this is how you see the world, just tell some jokes about it, who cares about family dynamics, you know yeah. what I mean? That's and this it. is somebody who's talked about their family, but then like it's in that sense of like I've had to 
Like, you're going to have to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's directed here. Yeah, that's it. Like, I've had that discussion again with a lot of mm. American comics and British comics. Mm. I still don't understand why we always have to have a story arc to our shows. You know, I'm not sure who's idea. I don't. Sometimes I'm like, who's writing? Who are we writing shows for? Hmm. Are you writing it for the critics? Are you writing it for depending on who you are? When the TV, when when all the all the media is up for a week, yeah. when the TV and the producers like the producers coming. Like, yeah. who are you writing? Who's do you know what I mean? Are you because I don't think anybody's really writing the show that they want to write, which is no. just like an hour of silly comedy, just yeah. just chatting to the audience, just telling some jokes. They're not actually. I think we write. I think Edinburgh is the way that Edinburgh works is people are writing shows for the critics, and so and to get a TV deal. Kind of to get a TV deal, but that kind of like in a way. The critics have to kind of go, yeah, you've done this, this, and this. Therefore, I'll give you four stars. Therefore, if you've got four stars, you just get on your poster. Then somebody else comes and does it, and then you've just got loads of four stars, four or five stars on your poster. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you've won Edinburgh. <laughs> but also, it's just like, but also those, that kind of stuff doesn't, it doesn't translate outside of the festival. Right. Like it's very much so. Even if you turn around and you don't get well, like, well reviewed at the festival. Doesn't mean you're a shit comic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That makes me feel so much better about the review that we got. It's such a. Do you know what? It's. I'm like. On my first. When I did my own show a couple of years ago, a few and it's and this is the bad thing about it is and I never I don't get involved in this kind of stuff but I did like a few people who were doing their shows they've got stars on their posters already. I was like, what the fuck? Where's my? Where's my star? (laughs) So I googled myself. And I came across a two-star review, and, okay. then, and this was just before I was about an hour before I was going to go. I was like, oh, oh no. no! So I texted my agent, oh, I've just got four stars. Ah, no, two stars. What the fuck is this? Ah. And they were like, do not Google yourself. Do you know what I mean? Don't do it. Yeah. We we are dealing with this. Shut up. But by the time I got to the venue to do my show, I'd got two. I'd got a four star from somewhere else, and then. I think that even I've got another four stars. Yeah. Like, so in the amount of in the space of a day of about six hours, yeah. I'd gone from this is fucking shit to going, ah, oh, this is what's going on. But also at the same time, I'm going, this is fucking nonsense. Yeah. Like this is absolute madness. Because then when you come out of the festival, my mates don't care. Like they care that yeah. what's, I'm doing well in there. But you come home and you tell, you, do you know what I mean? It's like you go back to work after the festival. How was it? I got a couple of calls. The people are like, yeah, I don't care, mate. Yeah. That's it. Like, I don't care. And it but doesn't, to me, it doesn't, if you're walking, it's like turning around and going to, going through your life and telling everyone that you passed your GCSEs. It's well like, done. no, after a while, no one cares. Well done. Do you know what I mean? It's like, to me, it's very much the time and the place. And then after it, it's just like, let it go, move on. Like, yeah, it's good to have that stuff if you want to go back the next year to have that to put on your poster. But also yeah. at the same time, it's such a weird world. Yeah. That, um, People are more proud of the fact that you did the, yeah. bit, did the show. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck the reviews, really. Like, going up there, kind of, if you, I'm always like, if you go up there, and you, to me, surviving the festival is, one, that you're not broke financially. Yeah. Like, yeah. try not to break the bank, really. Do not. And also, just, like, emotionally. Emotionally and, like, physically and all the rest of it. Don't go mad. Don't go out drinking. Do no. that crazy stuff all the time. I didn't drink for the whole month. Yeah, I think that's a sensible thing to do sometimes. And I lived off, don't, didn't, I try not to touch my bank, bank, my yeah. bank account, I lived off the donations. Yeah, 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 it's kind of like, 
And then like the times that I've done the whole run of Edinburgh is that I would come home and then not do any gigs in September. There's people who just want to go straight back on it. It's like, no, have a break. But then by the end of that September, you're kind of like, ah, I think I'm ready to go back and do some gigs now. Mm. It's like, have some time off, see your friends, get back on with your, get, have your life, get, mm. get on with your life. That's my, my way. That's, that's really cool. So how did you get involved in BBC Sound? See, I've done, I've done all my homework. Well, BBC Sounds have put my show on. Yeah. So basically, I've got my uh, Radio 4 series, which was broadcast on the radio last November. Yeah, just trying to think. November 2019. Yeah. And it's available on BBC Sounds to listen to. It's one of main black women. It's available to listen on BBC Sounds, I think, for like another year. Yeah. It's on there forever. Well... It is forever, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's on there for a long time. A decent amount of time. A decent amount of time, hopefully, and then I get another series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, how did you actually go about putting it, being able to put it on there? Um, Or actually getting the radio show, first of all? They, Radio 4 came to see my radio show. Okay. And liked it. And then said, we'd like to make it, turn it into a series. And I said, yes. And then we, and then you kind of have to pitch for it yeah and then you have to wait and then they commissioned it at the end of 2018 the process is really slow yeah uh, no, like august 2018 and then we recorded it i did some interviews for it in february 2019 and then we recorded the light and then i had to kind of rewrite so it's not 100 percent like the edinburgh show there's like a couple of like the colorism episode, like the last episode, pretty much is all brand new. And mm-hmm. I think the first episode is pretty much, pretty much from the show, and then the second and third is a mixture of a bit of old and new. Yeah. But the last one is pretty much all new. So I had to rewrite some new bits and kind of go around and do some gigs mm. which was a bit weird because you can't really talk about colorism at a gig no i found not in a yeah no, that was really interesting no, <laughs> uh, no you can do a few little bits but you're like actually but also i didn't really know what the jokes were so it's a bit like i can't even so i kind of had to just sort of um yeah some of those jokes in that last episode was the second time that they've been heard i did a read through at the bbc a week before we recorded it in front of um some of the BBC Radio 4 Comedy Lot mm-hmm. and some people who work sort of at the BBC sort of in the department, comedy yeah. department, not necessarily writers, but just a mixture of people in that department. And they kind of laugh, so I was like, oh, so there are some jokes in there. <laughs> That's good, good to know, isn't it? You never know when you're writing <laughs> yeah. something sometimes, and sometimes when you're just in something and you keep rewriting stuff and you're like, you're not quite sure if there's it. I was convinced there was no jokes in it by, by the time I was going to record it. I was like, there's yeah. no jokes in this anymore. But they were, luckily. Um, yeah, and then we recorded it on one evening in May 2019. Yeah, that was it. Nice. And then the rest is bloody history, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it's been going all right. I think yeah. people have enjoyed it. That's cool. Um, so, Bertie Rock. Bertie a, Rock. Mate, that is... It's honestly one of the weirdest and I think one of the best written sitcoms of the two thousand of the 2000s. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I, I find it really weird that um, Tina Fey famously hates the pilot. Why? Because she thinks that it is just so on the she thinks that it's so on the nose mm. and she can bet she can't actually watch it. Really? Yeah. It's 
I'm just trying to think back. Because there's a few standout, like, to me, there's a few standout episodes. Like, Liz Lemon, yeah. I do like her, but she's not actually my favourite thing I've got about 31. I think it's an ensemble, right? Yeah. Also, Alec Baldwin, yeah. think, to me, is, and sometimes Tracy Jordan, but mostly yeah. Alec Baldwin, just like that dry, deadpan is basically my favourite thing mm. about it. And just a few other bits and bobs. Yeah. I think my favourite. I'm funny, really, I'm funny to say that because my favourite, I think my favourite scene mm. is actually in the is actually in the pilot episode. I don't remember the pilot. I'll tell you is which episode that I remember. There's a few, but there's my favourite one is the one is the when they do the charity fundraiser, yeah. the kidney. Yes. And that to me is my favourite for lots of reasons. One because it's got that kidney song in it, <laughs> which I still, me and my mates still sing. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's got that thing where... I don't know. It's, I don't know. By that, but I think, to me, because that's at the end of the third series, and I think the mm. third series is the best series of 30 Rock. Like, to me, I think it, 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 finds its, like, it, it finds its feet, and everything just... Fits into place. Yeah, everything just... Ba- like, it, it bangs on every point, where sometimes yeah. I think, up until that point, like, it's a really good show. Like, it's really good, but I wasn't quite... I don't think you're quite... It's quite sure what it's trying yeah. to do. Or who everyone is, and then I think the third series is like bang. It's just every episode is like, yeah. And so it ends on that kidney song, like the end of the at that series, and mm. it's just like, yeah, perfect series. I just love the fact that Tracy Morgan or Tracy Jordan yeah. is the stereotype of every black yeah. comedian yeah. in the industry today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in the first episode, I know you haven't seen it, but like when they're trying to recruit him, mm. they show a video of him. Running, running down the street with like a firearm, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what Martin Lawrence did in in the in the 1990s when mm. he had his uh, when he had his craving, he had his crazy mind. Oh right. Yeah. So he is every ne- I think he's like every negative stereotype. Yeah. Okay, but he embraces it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I think well, you're right though. Alec Baldwin yeah. is honestly the best character. Yeah, I think he's brilliant. And that whole thing with um, the whole like I like the fact. There's all like the running jokes that go through it, so like the whole Condoleezza Rice thing, mm. and then when she's in it at some point, <laughs> yeah. you're like, what is this? Hey, kind of, you know what I mean? You're like, what is this show? Do you know what I mean? It's um, so funny. And there's that bit, what is it, the bit? Tracy and the, was it the, the black something? What is it it's called? Those, that hidden group of like, like, I can't remember what it is. The, I can't remember. It's not the black Israelite, it's something. It's, no, um, it's the, like this black sort of group of people. I can't remember what it's called now. And well, I think they, what did they do? Was one of them. I can't remember. I think you're right. Was it? I can't remember. I can't remember. But I think we, I think, yeah, people will know what I'm talking about, like this group of. I can't remember, I can't remember. Is, is it basically like the, the Illuminati of black people? That's yeah. the one, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, they don't believe that it's true. And then there's that point when, like, where is Tracy? Like, I think this. And then they all realise that maybe they are real. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm really mad about the show though? It's it's essentially highlighting everything that's wrong about the behind the scenes of Saturday Night Live. Mm. Yet it's produced by Lorne Michaels. Right. <laughs> I don't think they expect it to be that successful. No. I you know, the thing with American shows is they do they literally just do a pilot. Yeah. And then they pick up a series. Whereas here, you kind of some people get pilots. Yeah. And then that's it. I don't know, or some people just get for, get a set of like lucky yeah. enough will get a whole TV series. 
whereas they will just do a pilot and then or sometimes like they'll do a first series maybe and then just drop it yeah just to you know or they'll drop stuff mid-season yeah they don't care it's like if it's not working we'll just get it off the telly whereas might... here like we'll depending on what channel it is it'll go on and then it might move around like channel four used to do that where something would go on and it wasn't brilliant so they just move it Time, not, just move the time, the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just like right instead of putting it at 10 o'clock this time just put it at half past 11 it still yeah. go on but it's just like yeah a little bit later, yeah. I think, and then it might yeah. find its audience there. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it's insane that they that they do see. Well, I think it's one of the most consistent yeah. series. Yeah. Like, yeah. For seven seasons, yeah. I don't think there's ever been for me a bad episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the progression of the character of this. And I think the writing, like to me, like if you're interested in sitcom writing, how kind of how to write a sitcom. And it's a, to me, it's like the interesting thing with 30 Rocks, like you kind of see inside a writer Yeah. And I always think, we don't really have those here. No. And I kind of, and that's how TV shows in America get, like they have a room full of writers. Who are there, who, who, are, are. who are working to, you know what I mean? And that to me is somebody who does, who likes the idea of comedy and likes the idea of t- TV. Like that's how mm. the TV programs that you like, that's how they, American ones especially, that's how they have made. There's like a room full of people arguing over ideas and going, right, this is how we do it. Stuck in a room for like yeah. 18 hours, 18 no, hours a day. Blah, 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 blah. Because if you listen to, I was listening to like, uh, what's his face? Michael Trey talking about writing, like on... Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night. He's the head writer now. Yeah. I always wish he'd went to the Daily Show, to be honest. Yeah. I think he, do you know what I mean? I think he'd have been perfect. Not saying that Trevor Noah is not doing a great job. Yeah. But I always would have liked, Trevor Noah is doing, yeah. I always, but I would always like the idea of Michael Che. I don't think that America would let someone like Michael Che front a show like that. I think he wasn't up for, I, not that he wasn't up for doing it, I just think he didn't, he, didn't he go and take, didn't he go and take, wasn't he at the Daily Show before? And then he looked, he, I'm sure I might be getting this wrong right now. I always thought he was at the Daily Show, left, and was went to Saturday Night Live, and then... He may have been a correspondent, he yeah, may have been a correspondent. correspondent. Yeah, but I Gene, think he would have been. I think he would yeah, have been perfect. He would have been brilliant. Perfect. And I think the pairing of him and Gina, yeah. him and Gina Giacchere would have been wonderful. To me, I don't think he is. I like a sketch. Because Saturday Night Live is like sketch. Yeah. And there's a difference between like stand-up comedians and sketch comedians. Oh, of course there is, yeah. And I don't think he's a great sketch comedian. No. Like he might be able to write a great sketch. But I don't think it's like it to me just doesn't look happy. No. Never looked happy. Doing but that. when he does the weekend update though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's more. That's when it's when he and he breaks. Yeah. That kind of shows his versatility yes, and yeah. what we would get if he did do the date if, yeah. if he did do the yeah. daily show. But yeah, I think that's also that's also a bit of it. Oh, they thought they sort of had that kind of issue in um. 30 Rock, didn't they? In the actual, in one of the episodes where they kind of realised that there wasn't enough people of colour actually yeah, in the writers' room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's that whole twofer as well, isn't it? Yes, like, that's, that's it. Like the running joke of that as well. Yeah. And he and they keep saying that he's basically white and blackface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't associate with, and he despises Tracy Jordan yeah, because... Yeah, because he's, Tracy's that that black which he doesn't like, yeah. Which I really, I, re- I really hate that internal... That internalized warfare, internalized, not exactly warfare, but. But it's real though. Yeah. 
But it's, it's yeah, it's a real thing. It is a real thing, yeah. But yeah, shit, I've forgotten what my train, my train of thought is going. Like, but yeah, I think it's a great show, and yeah. it has stood the test of time. No, I, I think. think it's a great show, and he didn't go on too long. No, I think it ended at the right place. Um, sometimes shows can just go on forever, and I think. I think it ended at the right time. Yeah. yeah, I think if you like, you were saying before, like if you like comedy, if you if you like a sitcom, because basically, to me, not to me, but I think sitcom is like no one like they, yeah, all those characters kind of do go on a journey, but also at the same time they reset themselves yes. at the beginning of each episode. Like they they, they also never learn. That's it. You know what I mean? Which is what characters in sitcoms yeah. do never quite learn. They're on what, a journey, but also yeah. just. When you watch the next episode, they'll do the same thing do again. The same thing again. And that's what audiences like. Yeah. But what I do like about that, even though they do retain some of that, mm. there is some level of there's some level of emotional growth, which yeah. I think you kind of have to yeah. do to yeah. maintain yeah. the quality of yeah. writing over some seasons. It's not a Simpsons, you know what I mean? Where no. everybody just stays exactly the same. Yeah. But yeah. But you can have the freedom to do that when you're a cart- when you're yeah. cartoon, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're doing the real people, it's all a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. We have to grow. That's good. So, where can they find you? It's been wonderful talking to you. Where can they find you? Where they can find me? Well, you can find, find me on the internet. Find me on Twitter at Twinamain or Instagram at Twinamain. And uh, just, yeah, if I do some gigs, which I will. I don't really have a website at the moment. I've given that up. It's too popular anymore. Same um, here. <laughs> but yeah, you don't need them really. Um, yeah, tweet good gigs, and I might do a series of gigs soon where I might tweet about them. So I need to do some Nice. Just final thing. Um, what would, what advice would you give to acts uh, like just starting out? Don't do it. <laughs> um, get your five minutes. Go and find uh, some decent open mic nights. Um, make some friends. Yeah. Uh, maybe take a few. Um, few of your non-comedy friends with you for a bit but um just don't take it too seriously also have a laugh yeah yeah and it is a laugh it's it comedy you need to, but also yeah it takes a while to get to wherever do you know yeah. what I mean? it's not it's not um it's not a quick it's not a quick one no it's not <laughs> As they say, it's not the destination, it's the journey yeah, that gets man, you there. Yeah, man, it's the journey. Enjoy the journey. That's it. Oh, it's been lovely talking to you. Cheers, man. It's been brilliant. Let me shake your hand. Yeah, let me shake your hand. Yes.